I just heard this story. There was a shliach, or there is a shliach in Italy. His name is Rabbi Ruddle. And he once was in Eretz Yisrael, and he went in to this big rav, Rabbi Roshi, the own chief rabbi. And the guy is not a Lubavitcher, but he saw on his bookshelf this huge picture of the Rebbe. So, you know, he knows the Rebbe is the Rebbe. He also, he has a picture for sure. In his house, the, the shliach. But he's wondering, how did this guy get a, such a nice big picture in his office? He's okay, it's very nice. He's not a Lubavitcher, so he was a little surprised. So he asked, what, how did you get such a nice picture here? So he said, oh, that's the story. Let me tell you. He said, a bunch of years ago, there was a meeting of a lot of abundant from all over the world in New York. And from Eretz came seven Rabbanim. And he was like the leader of the group, like the guy in charge. So they all flew into New York. And he told other Rabbanim, he said, you know, I heard that Rebbe gives dollars on Sunday. I think we should go see the Rebbe. And they had a lot of questions, like seven different questions. They were discussing, thinking, what should we do, this way, that way. So, you know, let's go maybe ask the Rebbe's opinion, see what the Rebbe thinks. These questions we have. So they all said, okay, it's a good idea. So he took his all his questions, he wrote on a piece of paper, he put it in his pocket, and they all came in a car, whatever it is, they came on Sunday to 770. They came to 770, and they saw this huge line outside with hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people waiting all to get a dollar and get a brach from the Rebbe. So when they saw this line, they're like, oh no, we can't wait in this line. Well, first of all, hey, we don't have that much time. And second of all, these were important people. These were big to bottom. We can't wait with everyone. They said, you know what? Send somebody inside the office and say we have some very important people came. So if they can go in front line and they'll let, you go, they'll let them go first, then we'll be able to come and come by the Rebbe. If not, then we can't do it. We don't have the time. So they came into the office, the Rebbe's secretaries, and they said, yeah, special people will let you go first. Fine. At the same time, there was somebody big and important from Eretz Yisrael. Uh, his name's Arik Sharon. Also came to see the Rebbe on Sunday, and he said, oh, the Rebbe are here. Let them go ahead of me. So they went the first. So this is Rav came. I was waiting in the front of the line, and the Rebbe came out of his room. And he said, I don't know what happened to me. He said, I've seen a lot of important people before. I've seen prime ministers. I've seen the Queen of England. I've seen all these big, important, different, important people. And I could talk to them. I'm fine. I know how to speak to people. When I stood in front of the Rebbe, I was like, uh, I was like in a shock. I couldn't say a word. I was just looking at that bit. I don't know. I know something just, just special. I don't know what happened to me. I, I felt like I couldn't say a word. The Rebbe looked at me, and the Rebbe smiled, and the Rebbe started talking about the questions I had. The paper that was sitting in my pocket with seven questions, I was like, ah, didn't say a word. And the Rebbe started answering my questions before I said them. And I was just so shocked. I said, so I'm listening to a Navi of Hashem. He has a prophecy. Hashem told him what's in my pocket. I didn't tell him. And he heard the answers to the questions. He was so shaking up, and he left. And then afterwards, his turn was over. He went outside. And he was, while he was standing outside, the 70, and he was in a shock. And he asked, there's, there's a Navi here. What, when does the Rav, when does the Rebbe give drashes? When does the Rebbe teach Taira? I want to listen to the Rebbe. When does the Rebbe speak? So it was almost Shavuos time. They said, on the second day of Shavuos, 
is going to be a Febrengen. The Febrengen goes very light, late into the night. So, when, you know, so he arranged after the end was over, he took a taxi and he came to the Febrengen and he saw behind the Rebbe were older people, more important people. So he was a very special person. He was a big, a big rabbi, a big rav. So he also sat there, came in the back, and he thought that the Rebbe probably wouldn't recognize me. Because the Rebbe sees thousands and thousands and thousands of people, well, he's not going to recognize me. That's what this Rebbe thought. The Rebbe was in the middle of speaking, saying a sikha. When the sikha was over, it was a niggin. The Rebbe looked towards him and made a sign with his hands, moved his hands up. That's a sign when some, the Rebbe wants someone to say the chaim. It's two hands, a little far away from each other, like I'm showing you now. So he didn't know, what does that mean? What is the Rebbe showing with his hands? But they brought him a, some wine, and, the, and he came over to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe told him, you know, I couldn't talk so much about the questions you had because there were thousands of people waiting. So I just had to tell you short the answers. But we could talk, we have some more time now. They're singing a gunim, I could tell you more. The Rebbe spoke to him more about the questions. And then later, when the, the Rebbe spoke again more sikhas, so the Rebbe again spoke about these questions, the sikhas and different things in Torah, and also about these questions that the Rebbe had. So this Rebbe was amazed. He never saw in his life he's a tzaddik like this, a Navi of Hashem. After the Febrengen was over, people told him, hey, you got to stay for Kleshel Bracha. Afterwards, the Rebbe makes Abdullah, and from the wine left in his cup, they pour in more wine, and the Rebbe gives to each person a little bit of wine. It's a special bracha, it's a very holy, and it's a very big blessing. It's a very good thing. I said, you know, I'm not really a chassid. I came, I'm very impressed, I'm amazed, but I, I don't really need to stay. I never did this before. I said, no, 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 no. You, is it worth it? You got to do it. And we'll put you front in the line. You'll be the first. I said, okay, fine. So people put him in front of the line for Kesha Bracha. And when the Rebbe started pouring Kesha Bracha, the Rebbe gave him some wine. And then the Rebbe gave him a little bottle of mashke. And he said, You know, Rav, uh, Harav, you know, Rebbe, thank you, but I'm not a chasse. I, I don't need the mashke. And the Rebbe pushed him, No, no, take it. So he said, But okay, but I don't need it. Huh? He said, No, take it. Okay, the Rebbe says, Take it, you take it. He took it. He took it with him, went back there to Israel and put it in the trunk of his car, and he forgot about it. Came one day, and his car had a little problem. So it happens. You know, sometimes a person can be a little sick, you go to the doctor, you need something, you need to take a medicine. So cars also need a doctor sometimes. But the doctor for the car is called a mechanic. They look inside, this is wrong, eh, fix it up, okay. I don't know what a mechanic does, I'm not a mechanic, but it's like a car doctor. So he brought his car to the mechanic. And the mechanic is not at all. He's Jewish. And he said, Rav, your car, let me fix it. But don't give me any money. It's a schus. I want to help you. Please, I'll fix it. Don't, no, no money. Okay, fine. He fixed the car. And then a little while later, this mechanic called him up and said, Rav, you should know you're at Tzadik. He said, me? I'm at Tzadik? Why? What happened? He said, this mechanic told him, because I had a problem with my feet. For a long time, I think he had a stroke. Then he had a problem with his feet. And for a long time, I went to doctors. They, they helped him a little bit. He, he always had a problem. After I fixed your car, my feet got all better. I was like, perfect. Just like that. I didn't go any more treatments to doctors. The doctor, they tried it. There's the only little they could do. 
All of a sudden, I got totally better. It must be in the schus that I probably I fixed your car and didn't take money. That's why I got better. And I'm going to tell everyone, you're a tzaddik. I said, okay. The Rav said, I didn't know I was a tzaddik. Fine. Came for Pesach, and the Rav had to, you know, clean his house for Pesach. He also had to, also had to clean his car, make sure there's no hummus there. He's cleaning, looking at the trunk, and he sees a bottle of mashke. Mashke is chametz. He can't have it in Pesach. But he sees there's a little bit missing. He's thinking, a little bit missing. How did, who drank that? I didn't drink it. He called up someone he knows, maybe his son. And I said, I'm not upset you. Did you drink some of mashke? He said, no. He calls someone else and uses his car. Did you drink some of mashke? No. He's thinking, who else would drink them? Who else touched them? Like, even the mechanic? Called up the mechanic, the guy who fixed the car. Did you drink the mashke? He said, oh, Rav, you know, I love mashke. I saw a bottle. I knew you wouldn't really care. I took a little bit. He said, ah, now I know how you got better. It wasn't because you fixed my car. It was because you, you drank some mashke. That mashke came from the Bible of Rebbe. So the Rebbe gave him the bottle. And this guy, who was sick, he had a problem with his legs, he didn't even know where it's from. He drank a little bit of mashke from the Rebbe. And right after that, his feet got better.